What's going on to all my beautiful listeners on my podcast? Um, I wanted to make a quick few announcements. If you would like to donate towards this podcast, just download Anchor and, you know, there's plenty of ways you can donate through that angle. For those that have been asking me how can they help or support, that's how you can help and support, okay? Second of all, I get bombarded with DMs and messages from all over the place of people requesting some kind of reading for me or a natal chart interpretation. Um, I don't do those, all right? Um, Just because I talk about astrology, that doesn't mean that I'm open for business. You know, if if, if, if I was open for business, trust me. Okay, I have Leo Mercury. <laughs> Trust me, you will know. I will be advertising it like crazy. Okay, I was open to it at one point, but I closed off. And um, who knows, I may open up to it sooner or later. I don't know. We'll see. You know, as a moon dominant, I am a very moody, 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 moody person. And I'm also very changeable. So one day I may not be in the mood to um, do readings and then tomorrow I may open up, you know, I'm unpredictable like that. Um, So I don't know when I will be open for readings, but I am not open for that. Okay. Um, I think the last time I was open for that was like almost two years ago. Um, So during this episode, I wanted to talk about... The opposite energies or opposite signs. You know, the opposite signs or the opposite energies are far more important than anything else when it comes to astrology, especially when you're looking at things holistically and you're dealing with life because everything you, you're perceiving, there's always an opposition to it. And if you're not able to see the opposition through it, then you're not well-rounded. You see what I'm saying? Um, and what can cause um, that? What, what can cause the linear mindsets? Or what can cause somebody to not be able to see the opposition of things? Well, for one, the ego, you know, and no discipline and no awareness of the emotions, You see, when you have no awareness of the emotions and your ego dictates you and controls you, then this can create barriers and blockages around your perception and you wouldn't be able to perceive the the other side of the spectrum, especially when you're not aware of your emotions. You know, when, when your emotions are riled up and you become extremely passionate over something, Um, it can trigger you when there's an opposite perspective on what you're perceiving, right? And there's a lot of us that struggle with that, right? With our beliefs and the list can keep going and going. When somebody comes and and makes you question your beliefs, some people don't know how to handle that. Some people get triggered, you know, and they get emotionally riled up. And that's also a dangerous way to live. Because you're, you can easily get manipulated. Because in the in this hologram and this three D, you only seeking validation. You only seeking the validation of your perception. You're not going through breakthroughs. You're not perceiving the opposition of that. You know. So, when it comes to astrology, right? It, it is very important. You know, at least once in your life, to interwine with the opposite energy. Very, very important. Okay. And boy, did I learn that when um, Saturn was in Capricorn, you know, because he was all up in my seventh house for the past three years or two years, whatever the case may be. So, you know, um, as much as we hate the opposite energy, as much as they trigger us, as much as we dislike them, you know, um, Whatever the case may be, you know, everybody, some people love them. Some people love the opposite energy, 
But there's a lot of people that don't like the opposite energy. There's a lot of people that don't like being around the opposite energy. You know, but once you become aware that the triggers are the guide, then your whole reality changes when you're dealing with your opposite energy. Um, because they are a mirror to your shadow self and also vice versa. It's not a one-sided thing. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, um, if you want to go through self-mastery for real, then you have to somehow interwine with your opposite energy, right? So my opposite energy as a cancer is Capricorn, right? And they're known as the devil. They're known as Satan, even the tarot card you know, that will represent that energy as the devil, right? Everybody knows that that's the devil because Satan is just Saturn, you know? So, you know, what I experienced was that I am not supposed to be with my opposite sign, you know, um, through my lifetime experience. Some cancers are supposed to be with their opposite signs, but not everybody is supposed to be with their opposite signs. But it's very important for all of us to still face our opposite sign, okay? Because when you face your opposite sign, you're facing your shadow self. So it's important to have some kind of friend or a partner around you that's your opposite sign, even if it's temporary temporarily you still need to be around that energy because it's after the matter is after the experience that you start finally seeing the many blessings that you attain for your internal self you know um for your personal evolution you see what i'm saying you don't really see the accomplishments to like the very ending to when you detached you see what I'm saying? And when you interwine with your opposite energy, you have to learn how to bind with it because they have what you lack, you know, and basically what they are is your shadow self and what you are is their shadow self. So when you bind with, with this energy, right, whether you guys become soulmates and live a lifetime because some opposite signs end up being soulmates but that's not the case for most or whether you guys have a couple of rough years but separate you are going to learn so much about yourself but it's not going to happen during the experience it's going to happen after the experience that's the beauty of it after the detachment that's when all the blessings come in because once you bind with the opposite energy you're going to emerge with the energy that you lacked. You see what I'm saying? Is either you win in life or you learn, but you never lose. Only the ego thinks that it lost. You see what I'm saying? But you never lose. You feel me? So, you know, if you really want to evolve and you really, really want to do some internal work, I feel like it's very important to deal with your opposite sign. Um, you know, I'm not really too fond with my opposite energy. Uh, I mean, the December Capricorns I like. I like the December Capricorns. I'm not going to front. The Deacon one, I like them. But that's because I'm a Deacon one. And you also have to keep that in mind. Whatever is your Deacon, you're going to get along with other energies that are in the same deacon a little better than the other deacons, you know. But, um, you know, I could get along very well with Deacon 1 Capricorns. That's actually the Saturn deacon, you know, and I find them to be very, very mature and um, very introverted. You feel me? But January Capricorns, no, I, I can't get along with them for too long. <clears throat> You see what I'm saying? But you still need the energy, even if they make you feel uncomfortable, even if they irritate you, even if they trigger you, you still need that energy in your life. All those triggers are the guide, you know, and you can't take it personal when you clash with them. You cannot take it personal because you have to keep it in the back of your mind 
that you're dealing with your opposite energy. Okay? So, you know, um, and that's what I feel. I feel like it's very important for everybody to deal with the opposite energy if they really want to go through self-mastery. That's more important than you dealing with other compatible energies or incompatible energies. You know, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough because it's like a kite going against the opposition of the wind, you know. So it gets pretty rough, but you get stronger through it. You see what I'm saying? And you also learn a great deal of wisdom, especially with yourself and others, you know, and things like that. Um, so I'll give you guys an example. Um, Aries and Libra, right? They're opposite signs. Aries is more independent, right? Aries wants to just be free and they want to do their own thing because they're ruled by Mars. So Aries is an alpha. Aries just wants to do its own thing. But Libra wants a relationship. Libra wants that bridge between themselves and another person, right? So Aries is extremely independent and Libra is extremely codependent. So when these two get together and they bind, they learn how to balance that. You see what I'm saying? Libras learn how to balance themselves properly because, you know, they do represent the scale but they need to learn how not to be extremely codependent with people. They need to learn how to be an individual. They need to learn how to be independent, you know, and they need to also learn how to develop a healthy ego because Libra is actually detrimental under the sun and uh, Aries is exalted under the sun. So the sun has favoritism with Aries. And repels against Libra. You see what I'm saying? So the ego is very strong when Aries is under the sun, you know, and the ego is very weak when um, the sun is in alignment with Libra, you see. But when these two energies get together, they learn a whole great deal of themselves because, like I said, each of them are going to activate each other's shadow self. As much as we dislike the idea of, you know, needing other people and, you know, um, seeking other people, we still somehow in this hologram need each other because we all mirror each other. You see what I'm saying? So these two will constantly mirror themselves and I mean mirror each other, you know, and it can get rough because sometimes you want to break the mirror. So it can get real rough, but these two can actually learn, you know, how to master codependency with independence, you know, Libra with independence and Aries with codependency because Aries is so independent that sometimes they can be extreme. Well, most of the time they can be extremely selfish and we all know that, right? Everything is me, me, me. I, 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 and I'm number one. That's Aries mindset. And then Libra is we, we, we. <laughs> together, together, together. Unity, 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 you know. And sometimes that can be very um, detrimental for Libras because Libras can sometimes forget about themselves and put others before themselves and they can become the ultimate doormat. You know, so that's why it's important for them to be around their opposite sign where they can help them how to develop a healthy ego and a healthy um, persona through the ego, you know, because it's, it's difficult for Libra to acknowledge their true identity, you know, from the ego. You see what I'm saying? Especially the fact that they're air, you know, it's a very um, in, it's an invisible element. It's very transparent. You see through it. You know, so sometimes Libra can get lost in their relationships and forget about themselves. And, you know, some you, you got to learn how to develop healthy boundaries and balance that and learn how to put yourself first. 
and Aries can teach you a great deal when it comes to that. Aries can also teach Libras how not to be doormats, how to defend themselves, how not to run away from confrontations, you know, and when things get rough, you know, Libras like to run away, right, especially Mars and Libra, you know, um, that's why it's detrimental there, when things get real rough, the first thing the Libra energy wants to do is run away from it and avoid it, well, Aries can teach them how to face it and not run away from it, but at the same time, Libra can teach Aries to soften up and, you know, to not seek only confrontation because this creates destruction between them and another person. You know, it's, it's, it can be difficult for Aries to balance softness because they're ruled by one of the most masculine planets to exist besides the sun. And that is Mars, right? You know how they say men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So, you know, Aries is the ultimate masculine alpha. And that can bring difficulties between them and another person in a relationship on a one-on-one. -on -one. And Libras can teach them how to soften up. Libra can teach them how to be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more accepting. And, you know, they can teach them how to be more humble, right? Because Aries can get very lost with their ego, right? But, you know, Aries can teach Libras how to develop a healthy ego. So that's why these two energies in, you know, no matter what's going on in your life experience, you still need to experience the opposite sign once in your lifetime, at least, you know, we tend to attract them a lot unconsciously. You feel me? Opposites attract, so we tend to attract them a lot. You know, whether you like it or not, you're going to attract them, you know? You know, then we got Taurus and Scorpios, right? Now, Taurus um, likes to view... Taurus is an energy that's ruled by Venus, just like Libra, okay? But Taurus is more in tune with the five senses, you know, the beautiful side of life, the beautiful things about life, right? Um, just like Libra, they're very big with the aesthetic side of things. They like beautiful things. And that's because Taurus is very in tune with their five senses. This is the youngest earth energy. So because it's the youngest earth energy, then the five senses the way they experience it is different from the other earth signs way different aries i'm sorry taurus will experience the five senses at its purest rate because it's the youngest energy so since it's the youngest then it's pure right <laughs> you know um but at the same time taurus can get lost within the five senses you know what i'm saying and they can't foresee through that you know and sometimes they can it can get difficult for them to accept the ugliness of reality especially the shadow self of themselves as well you see what i'm saying that's why they live in a routine nature they're very fixated in their nature and you know everything is a routine with them you know because they don't like unpredictability they don't, you know, and when you don't like unpredictability, that means that you want predictability. And that means that you're afraid to go into the unknown, into the shadow, you know, and that can be overwhelming for Taurus to tap into. You know, Taurus is um, a fixed sign and is one of the youngest fixed signs and is also the purest fixed sign. So out of all the fixed signs, which is Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius, you know, they're the most stubborn. They're the most fixed. So it's difficult for them to go through breakthroughs and transformations, right? They could live their lives going through the same routine. And that's not good. You see what I'm saying? It can get to a point where Taurus doesn't know how to deal with that. And they want to escape it. And they can... It, they can self-harm themselves when, you know, through an extreme nature, you know, um, when things get too much for them, 
You see what I'm saying? Like maybe deal with excessive drinking or taking over the counter pills or any kind of drugs. And they can and when that and when they go through that that moment, it can be very extreme. You know, and that extremeness comes from that opposite sign, Scorpio. Right? Now Scorpio is a fixed water sign. Okay? This energy is very black and white they only like to look at the ugliness of everything you know but at the same time they're not afraid to dig deeply and to seek the ugly dark secrets that's concealed in the unconscious and this is why many scorpios can sometimes test people because they just want to see what triggers you you know they are partially ruled by mars too you know, well, they actually are ruled by Mars, just like Aries. So, you know, um, Scorpios can basically test you when it comes to your temperament and your anger and things in that nature because they just want to see your ugly side real bad, you know. But at the same time, Scorpios need to learn how to stop doing that because that's very draining. And they know it very well that that's very draining. And people can perceive them as easily as energy vampires. Because when you're constantly just triggering people, you're, you know, you can become an energy vampire. You just want to suck the energy out of people, right? And when somebody is mad, right, what happens after that? They, they feel drained, right? So sometimes Scorpios can be very extreme in that nature, and, you know, they can leave somebody drained. You know, Scorpio is like, when I think about Scorpio, they're like a black hole in the universe. Right? And a, and a black hole is like a vacuum. You know, so that's how Scorpios are. You know, um, but when Taurus and Scorpios intertwine with each other or bind, right? Um, they're going to learn a great deal about each other. You see what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily like, it's not necessarily like, oh, um, you know, I'm your opposite sign. I'm going to teach you a lot of things. Come sit here and let me give you lessons. No, it's more like energy wise. You see what I'm saying? Because when you get involved with somebody, there's an extreme level of energy exchange between you and that person, whether you're aware of it or not. So the energy that you're receiving from your opposite sign is going to activate a whole new level of you in your shadow self. But it's not going to be through the experience. It's going to be after the experience and after you heal as well. You see what I'm saying? That you finally start seeing why you really needed them in your life, you know. Um, so they tend to be blessings in disguise. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, Scorpios can teach um, Taurus how to tap into their shadow self and how to deal with more and how to basically go through transformations. You see what I'm saying? Because Taurus is always fixated and in a routine. And that's not good. You can't live like that your whole life, <laughs> you know, because every five or ten years you're you changing. You have to change, you know, but Taurus is difficult for them to change. Even their mindset can stay the same, you know, and it can get too much that sometimes they could, uh, they don't know how to deal with that, you know, and they can self-harm themselves. And that's why Scorpios can teach them how to go through their breakthroughs and through their transformations and also how to face their shadow self. And Taurus can teach Scorpios how not to be so extreme in that nature, you know, to the point where they're constantly triggering people for no reason. And, you know, to basically to the point where they come off like bullies, right? Um, so, you know, Taurus can teach Scorpios how to calm down and to enjoy the beauty of life, the true essence of life. You know, because sometimes Scorpios could only see the ugliness of life. And this is why they, they trust people very little and... That's not a good thing because sometimes Scorpios can be extremely paranoid. And, you know, they are ruled by Pluto. And 
Pluto brings destructiveness. And, you know, if they're utilizing that energy to transform, then it works in their favor. But sometimes that that Plutonian energy can also cause chaos and destruction between them and another person, similar to Aries. You see what I'm saying? Um, So that's why these two need each other, big time. You know, you don't have to deal with them for the rest of your life. But you but if the universe and let it happen naturally, because opposites attract. So don't go seeking it. Don't do that. Let it happen naturally. Okay, when the time comes, you will know, you will know, you know, whether that's a moment, whether it's a lifetime, you will know when the time comes when it's time to align and bind with your opposite energy, you know, you know, and also, you know, Scorpios can teach Taurus how to tap more into their intuition. You see what I'm saying? And like I mentioned, you know, Taurus can teach Scorpios how to be more in tune with the five senses and to pay attention to the details in the 3D, right? Because these two energies are actually extreme, but they're extreme in different outlets, Taurus is extreme through their fixated routine nature. Scorpio is extreme when it comes with the darkness, right? That's why they're very black and white. (laughs) They're a hundred or zero. You know, they don't know how to look at the gray area of things. It's very difficult for them to look at the gray area. You know, um, who's next? We got Gemini and Sagittarius, right? Well, Gemini is a very communicative energy. They're ruled by Mercury. They love learning. They're very inquisitive. And they deal more with the people in their local community. You see what I'm saying? As opposed, Sagittarius is all about expansion. You know, they're very inquisitive too, just like um, just like Gemini's. But, you know... Sagittarius is more inquisitive with the world. They want to see the world. And, you know, that's why it's very hard for them to settle down. You know, Sagittarius is not really an energy that is meant to be in a relationship. This is an energy that's meant to travel. I call them the gypsies. (laughs) They meant to travel. They meant to see the world. and And they meant to learn the world. They want to learn everything. As opposed, Gemini, they want to learn everything locally. They want to learn all types of languages, you know. Um, And because Sagittarius spends a great deal of their lives traveling, they learn many languages, whether they like it or not. You see, and Geminis love that because Geminis deals with communication and languages. You see what I'm saying? Um, But... Basically, Sagittarius can teach Geminis how to expand their horizons and also how to um, embrace honesty, right? Nobody is more blunt than Sagittarius, right? I have Sagittarius moon, so I know, (laughs) you know, I am as blunt as they come, you know, but, um, you know, Sagittarius can teach Geminis how not to over-exaggerate their stories and how not to lie. You see what I'm saying? Um, because Gemini deals with the root chakra. And Geminis can teach Sagittarius how not to be so harshly blunt. How to learn. How, they can teach them how to be more tactful with their words. And they can teach them how to use the right words for the right time or the right moments. Nobody knows what to say at the right time and the right moment like Gemini's, right? They got they got the gift of gaps because they're ruled by Mercury, you know? So these two need each other when it comes to their communication outlet, right? You know, Sagittarius can just be blunt. Like, they don't care if they're hurting your feelings. It is what it is. Gemini's can sometimes fall more into line because they don't want to hurt your feelings, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? 
you know, so these two can learn a great deal of balancing that, of, ba you know, Sagittarius can learn how to balance their honesty and Gemini can learn how to balance um, their truths, right, when it comes to other people, you know, but these two can learn a great deal about each other and Sagittarius can definitely you know, expand Gemini's horizon on another level because Gemini's love variety, I think is one of the energy that gets bored the quickest, right? And they're never going to get bored with a, with a, with a Sagittarius, you know, they're always going to be on their toes, ready for the next adventure, ready for the next excitement. You see what I'm saying? You know, and because um, Sagittarius love learning, they all they all about higher learning, right? As opposed, um, Gemini is all about local learning. These two can learn a great deal with each other. You know, um, especially when it comes towards their shadow self. You know, when it comes to the opposite energy, I think Sagittarius and Gemini are the actually the most compatible. You know, um, they click very well instantly and they'll last a very long time with each other, ironically. <laughs> you know, um, who's next? We got Leo and Aquarius. Now, Leo is all ego, all, the, all sun, right? Me, 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 look at me. I need to be the center of attention. You know, um... This is who I am, right? Leo is very big with the identity, right? Leo's mindset is, well, this is who I am and I am this way, you know, because Leo lives through self-expression. You see what I'm saying? As opposed, Aquarius, um, oh man, I forgot to say Cancer and, uh, and um, Capricorn, I skipped those two. I'll say them next after Leo and Aquarius. Um, Aquarius is a detrimental energy when it's in alignment with the sun. It repels against the sun, right? Because any energy that's ruled by the outer planets, you know, it means that they're in the dark. They're in the extreme dark of the universe and also the coldness. They're not receiving too much warmth. And too much sun from the from from the sun, right? Because they far far out. Because Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Uranus. You see what I'm saying? And Saturn is a very restrictive energy that deals with fear. Okay. Now Uranus is a very unpredictable, innovating energy that deals with electricity and technology and you know it's actually a very intuitive planet you know but more so like just foreseeing what comes ahead with the collective you see what i'm saying now i'm sorry leos can teach aries how not to be so removed so aloof so detached they can teach them how to be more warmer and they can teach them how to self-express themselves because one thing they have in common, um, Leo and, and Aquarius, is that they're both extremely creative individuals. You see what I'm saying? They're very passionate beings when it comes to arts. All right. Many Leos and many Libras love art. They love drawing. Okay. So, you know, Leo can teach um, Aquarius how to be more expressive and how to be more pre present in the present moment, right? Because sometimes Aquarius can be in the same room with, with all the, with the group of people, but you feel like they're, they're really not there, you see? And Leo can teach them how to be present, you know, that is okay sometimes to take the spotlight, but at the same time... You know, Aquarius can teach Leo how to not be so extreme with the spotlight and through the ego. You know, because like I mentioned, Saturn deals with the shadow self of the ego. You see what I'm saying? So 
Aries, I'm sorry, Aquarius is the shadow self of Leo's ego. You see what I'm saying? And Leo is the light side of Aquarius shadow self ego. You know, so these two can learn a great deal about their ego, their identity, their self-expression and who they are in the world. Right. Because Aquarius is trying to find themselves. They're trying to find themselves in the world. You know what I'm saying? This is why they seek humanitarian work or they seek to help and be there for the collective. You see what I'm saying? Because they're trying to find some kind of group, which paradoxically, they feel like is their identity, you know, as opposed Leo doesn't really care about seeking the collective or humanitarian work. Leo cares more about themselves and being in the present moment. So these two can learn a great deal with each other, you know, if they bind together. So let's go into Cancer and Capricorn, which I skipped. Um, now, Cancer, you know, is a very emotional sign, right? An unevolved Cancer is very clingy as well, but it's a very emotional sign, you know, and it can get pretty heavy when those emotions erupt, right? Now, and that's because cancer is the youngest water sign. So that means they're utilizing the water element as, at its purest rate, right? Now, Capricorn deals with Saturn only, <laughs> you know. So this energy is ex super and extremely restrictive with themselves, similar to Aquarius, you know, very restrictive with themselves, right? You know, their whole life is very strict, in a line, very linear, right? Very structured, you know? And that's why when you're around an, uh, a Capricorn, it's not uncommon for them to constantly talk about goals because, you know, in their reality, you know, everything is aligned, everything is linear. So they set these goals and basically they get themselves on that track and they don't they don't remove themselves until they get to that finish line. You see what I'm saying? So Capricorn is equipped with self-discipline on an extreme rate. Okay? With self-discipline and also um they're very firm people, right? Now Cancer is very changeable, very moody, very flexible, very adaptable. You know, and they can have difficulties with being firm and with somehow staying on the same on the same lane and following through. You know, many cancers can deal with not being consistent and Capricorn can teach cancers how to be more firm with themselves and how to be more disciplined with their emotions and also themselves in the 3D, you know, because cancer is moon energy and that is the light of darkness so you know it is common for cancers to attract a lot of dark people that need healing why because we are the light of the dark you know and sometimes we can forget ourselves through the process and there is no discipline and no restriction between us and other people you see what I'm saying? But it's still there unconsciously, which is our shell. <laughs> so it's still there. But Capricorn can teach us how to become more aware of it and how to put a stop when it comes to these leeches that are just trying to come for our light and destroy it, right? As opposed, you know, Cancer can teach Capricorns how to soften up and how to tap more in. Um, more into their emotions, right? Because Capricorns can have a great deal of difficulties when it comes to them understanding what they're feeling. 
You see what I'm saying? So cancers can teach them how to get into that, you know, and, uh, and, um, you know, how to be more aware of that end of the spectrum because, you know, what happens with Capricorns because they're ruled by Saturn, which deals with fear, right? Um, they're very controlling with their whole lives. They want a, a certain, they, they live through expectations. They want a certain outcome. So that's why they can be extreme. They could be very extreme when it comes to controlling every piece of their lives, you know, and sometimes they don't know how to enjoy life, right? You know, many people like to label Capricorn as boring, rigid, and workaholics, right? And greedy, you know, so cancer can teach Capricorns how to loosen up, you know, and how to tap into the emotional psych because sometimes Capricorn can be so stuck in the head and so consumed with fear through Saturn, right? Because they deal with Saturn on an extreme rate, so their whole life is a test. So that's why they're like that. And that's the same thing with Aquarius too. Um, you know, sometimes they can unconsciously use people to attain their goals. You see what I'm saying? Or sometimes they could operate more from that reptilian brain and be hella detached and cold and very calculative through their entire experiences. You know, because Capricorn can get very extreme with the goals. And they got to learn how to tap into the emotions because it is wrong to use people. You see what I'm saying? And that's why Saturn, you know, who's always testing them, he's and he's the father. He's always seeing if his little demons are using people because they don't get they don't get far. They don't get far. You know, if they keep using people, Saturn, what's, what you know what Saturn's going to do? He's going to come and discipline them. Because Saturn doesn't like that. Saturn is the tester. He's the father. You see what I'm saying? You know, so a mature Capricorn would know that, you know, and they wouldn't be moving, you know, unconsciously cold, basically. Because remember, you know, Saturn is the shadow self of the ego, right? Um, you know, so sometimes they can get very extreme with that. And so that's why they need cancer in their lives, you know. No matter if you don't like them, you still need it. You know, you don't have to deal with the cancer energy for the rest of your life, but you still need that energy through your hologram, you know, so you can face some things and you can become more well-rounded with yourself. You just really need to be aware that is your opposite sign. Once you keep that in the back of your head, no matter what your opposite sign is doing, you're not going to really take it personal because you know that that's why they're there for. The triggers are the guy, okay? Um, and yeah, you know, and, and like I mentioned, you know, Capricorns could teach Cancers how to be more consistent and how to be more firm and more disciplined. And they can teach them a great deal of, you know, boundaries, right? When it comes to this physical world, because, you know, Many cancers, if they're not developed, if they're not evolved, people can come and just take, take, take from them and leech. And Capricorns can teach them how to be aware of these kind of people and, you know, how to dodge that bullet. <laughs> you feel me? Um, and be more calculative, just like Capricorns. You know, the calculative nature in Capricorn, it can be bad if they're utilizing it through fear. But if they're not utilizing it through fear, it can work in their favor. Okay, um, because Saturn is always testing them, but if they pass the test, Saturn rewards them, and evolved Capricorns know that. You know, usually the Deacon One Capricorns understand that by birth. They know that. That's why they're the they're the um, the the Saturn Deacon. You know, the first Deacon is the Saturn Deacon. So what's next? I said Leo, right? Need oh, no, I said Scorpios. Okay, all I have left now is Pisces and Virgos. Okay, now Virgos, you know, they are ruled by Mercury, also by Chiron as well. They're ruled by two planets, Mercury and Chiron. Okay, Chiron is the planet of healing and health, and uh, Mercury is the planet of communication and 
ver- vocalizing themselves and words and communication similar to Gemini, right? As opposed, Pisces deals with the dream world, you know, um, they can have difficulties with navigating themselves in the 3D because they're constantly drifting into other dimensions. It's the oldest energy. You know, I'm sorry, Pisces is that energy that's already ready to ascend and leave the body. <laughs> that's that's the stage Pisces are in, and they know what I'm talking about. You know, Pisces is more like vapor. Because, you know, vapor or, um, or like... Um, humidity you know because that is a form of water vapor is a form of water and that's how i see pisces they're more like vapor they're they're air slash water you know and it's like they're in that stage where they're here but they're always constant they don't feel like they're in their body they feel like they're constantly drifting into other dimensions and you know virgos can teach Pisces had to be more grounded and had to be more present in the present moment through their five senses. But at the same time, Pisces can teach Virgos how to be more creative and how to, how to surrender and how to not be so attached to the five senses, you know, because they're very extreme with details, right? They're nitpickers. They're perfectionists, right? Sometimes they can get lost through the 3D with how things should be. And, you know, Basically, Pisces can teach Virgos that everything is an illusion because Pisces is ruled by Neptune and Jupiter. And Neptune is the planet of deception, illusions, and imagery, you know, and imagination. So, you know, they can teach Virgos how to basically um, use their imagination and how to loosen up and how not to be so extreme with details and try to perfect things. As opposed, you know, Virgos can teach Pisces how to ground themselves and how to fix themselves, you know, because sometimes, like I said, they don't feel like they're in the body. So sometimes the Pisces can be a hot mess in the 3D and Virgos know that. <laughs> they know that, you know, and that's why they don't like them. That's why they can they can get triggered with them sometimes because, you know, Virgos, ugh, they don't like that hot mess. They really don't, <laughs> you know, but these two can learn a great deal with each other. You know, Virgos can learn how to surrender, you know, and stop being so obsessed with details and perfectionism. And um, Pisces um, can learn how to be in the present moment. Okay, and how to not be so messy. You see what I'm saying? So these two can learn a great deal from each other. Pisces can also teach Virgos how to tap into their intuition as well. You know, um, and the same with um, Cancers and Capricorn. Cancers can teach Capricorns how to tap into their intuition. You know, um, you know, and things like that. You feel me? And Virgos can teach Pisces how to be more in tune with the 3D, which they consider reality, right? Because just because a Pisces is seeing a different reality, that doesn't mean that it's not real. You know, it's the last energy. They're the channelers. So what they're perceiving, you may think is not real, but it may be real. You know, they're able to tap into things that, you know, we're not able to experience. That's why they're super creative and artistic beings. And you know, their dreams and the things they experience, whether through um, um, lucid dreams or meditation, you know, or outer body experiences. That's why they end up drawing, because they're not able to vocalize everything they were they absorb from those other dimensions, because tapping into those other dimensions doesn't use words. It uses images. Right. The subconscious uses images, you know, um, but Virgos can teach Pisces how to vocalize it, you know, how to explain it in words. You see what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, and, and um, Pisces can teach Virgos how to not be so attached to words. Right. 
nobody nobody freaking knows how much Virgos are attached to words like me, bro. You text those motherfuckers and they're ready to correct your grammar because they're extremely attached to words on an extreme rate, you know. And sometimes they just got to let go and surrender because everything was made up. Everything is an illusion. And Pisces can teach um, Virgos that, how everything is an illusion. <laughs> you feel me? So um, I'm about to wrap this up. I hope this helps you guys. You can use this podcast for your natal chart energies or if you're dealing with the opposite energy, you know, you could utilize it for many things. All right. It's not only for a one purpose um, perspective, you know, that's why I love astrology It's very fluid. It's very, very fluid. Sometimes, you know, you can have the opposite moon of your sun sign. And a podcast like this can help you. You feel me? But it's still very important. Even if you have the opposite moon to your sun, it's still very important in the 3D, in the hologram, to experience the opposite sign. Because you're not going to see the blessings until after they leave. And why you really needed that. It's when they it's when you heal and you finally remove their energy out of your being and you took the energies that you absorb um, and utilize it for your shadow self, you're not going to finally see why you truly needed them until you do the inner work and you become more well-rounded with yourself. In order to become well-rounded in the 3D, you have to be around your opposite energy as much as you hate them. You have to be around it. Okay? Some people find their soulmates in their opposite signs. And some people find great gifts and experiences. You know? So, like I said, you never lose. You either win or you learn. The choice is yours. All right? So, I'm about to wrap this up. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope it was very informative. And, um... I will podcast pretty soon. Take care, guys. Love you.